What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Vile Files Freestyle Edition. I am your host, Nick, joined by Allie in studio. Amanda is wherever the fuck, uh, abroad, at Boston. home. Boston. <laughs> abroad. <laughs> abroad. This is fun to say. Uh, <laughs> our guest, you just heard her voice, and many of you with could probably guess because she's a friend of the show, been on a few times, you know her, you love her, Kathy Kelly. Hello, excited to be back. Is back with us, and we are more excited <laughs> to have her. Lot to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did, if you are watching on YouTube, uh, I have an aggressive haircut. And, and why did you do that, Nicholas? Boredom mostly. Uh, Natalie's out of town. I was hanging out with Jeff and I had an audition. This true story. I had an audition for uh, a role where I was playing like uh, a military guy. Okay. And then I was just like, I wonder. You were inspired. I wonder what like what it would look like if I just zero clipped the side of my head. And and it was one of those things where I was like, "Eh," and then I made a mistake and I just took it all off. How's the back look? Not great. Oh, yeah. it's, uh, I really do think it's the male equivalent to like cutting bangs. It's really, like, yeah. I'm going to shave it really close this time. But you know what? In two weeks, we'll be back to normal. Bangs don't do that. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. it's a little bit more <laughs> I, of a yeah, I feel like, process. I feel like it's, uh, yeah, I feel like, I mean, hey, I don't know, but I feel like if you fuck up on bangs, you know, I can, yeah. I can pull this off. I, mean, it's, <laughs> I think it's more the emotional state that one is in when they decide, like, you know, like where you're like, I need, I need to switch things up. I need to keep it fresh. I'm going to cut bangs. Like, I feel like. I mean, the good news is, is no one's really like looked at me all that funny today. Who so have that, you seen today? I went to the Whole Foods. Oh, okay. Uh, I went and then I saw my acting coach. Oh, good. Um, she didn't say anything. Because you pay her. That's true. Yeah. When when is this military audition yeah, you've happening? Seen people you pay, Nick. <laughs> uh, the, I have to put it on tape this week. Interesting. Yeah. What did, what do they think about the tattoos? If it's like a military, I didn't ask. I mean, listen. Okay. I you think ca- people in the military don't have tattoos? Yeah. We'll see. In fact, there is a, a, a scene in the audition where he's getting a tattoo. Okay. Ah, see, I knew uh, a lot of the guys I know, I don't know in the military. If it's a, like a furry dog. Yeah, furry. probably not. Should <laughs> you give yourself a tattoo while doing the scene? Should yeah. Method. A lot of the guys I know like went to like service academies. Like they've been doing this like military since they were like boys. So none of them have tattoos. Okay. But. We'll see. Listen, uh, when I get auditions, I just try to give them an audition back that makes them want, like feel like, oh, that wasn't a total waste of my time. <laughs> That's well, a good goal. It's, it's also, yeah. It set the bar high. Well, this is for like the leading, like I'm almost certain the role they're having me audition for, they're going to make an offer to like a very successful yeah, actor yeah. Mm, and they just that. happen to have other people reading it and I'm happy to get in front of that casting director. To get director. in front of that casting director. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. But do you think they'll then fill in the smaller roles of people? That's from, always yeah. the hope. Yeah. Right? Um, so we'll, we'll see. Lieutenant uh, Vial. We'll keep you updated. <laughs> uh, we haven't talked Bachelor in a while and I yeah. and it seems like there has been... Uh, some There's drama. Like a little bit of some butting of heads happening between two Ooh. people I wouldn't have anticipated to butt heads. Why, Shall we dive in? Why would you not anticipate them not to butt heads? I don't know. I just I in my I'd never seen them interact. They okay. weren't on the same season of you Paradise. Okay. I, I I don't know. In you my, didn't see it. In my head, I feel like Blake Horseman is DJ at festivals and Natasha's like running New York City. In my mind, they don't. Okay, I see what you're saying. There's no reason for them to to conflict. cross paths. Yeah, okay, correct. Yeah, and <laughs> never the two shall meet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but allow me bring to our elaborate. up to speed. So all of this started um, when Blake was at Stagecoach, and some people <laughs> in Bachelor <laughs> always at Stagecoach. A tale, he never a, stagecoach. a tale as old as time. 
<laughs> End of story. So some Bachelor in Paradise hopefuls, some Bachelor Nation members, apparently, you know, talked to Blake about his advice about Bachelor in Paradise. So then he took to his Instagram stories to kind of recap the advice he had given to them. What was the advice? And he said, quote, the only advice I gave them was to be careful of the official Bachelor podcast hosts if they are down there. They are ABC employees and will always get a good edit. So don't go against them or date someone they have their eyes on. I think they should not allow these people on the beach after last season. And I love all those people that went down there. But it's a huge slap in the face for the audience. Like, they think we are that dumb? The audience. I love how his biggest concern is the authenticity <laughs> of the audience. Does anyone think The Bachelor is a documentary? Real question. That, that's a great question. Yeah. Is that what he's thinking? Like, people think it's not fake? I, I don't know. It it feels like he's alluding to other things without being very specific. Like he's taking jabs of if you know, you know, mm -hmm. and if you don't, I'm gonna still keep that to I, myself. I actually think he's being earnest about this particular topic, where okay. it's like a gotcha moment. Okay, where I feel like he's revealing something that he thinks other people aren't aware of, which is that podcast people, people who work for get good edits. You know, it's so all just to recap. We got the happy hour. We yeah, got the official the, bachelor talk, podcast. Yeah, in those like three they, yeah. podcasts that they they work for Warner Brothers. Their own those podcasts are owned yeah. by Warner Brothers. The producers also work on the show. Produce those podcasts, and it behooves them to give them more screen time because then more people would tune into their shows. I mean, that's the theory. Do I think if you were to ask me? Uh, do people who work on that show who happen to go on Paradise uh, are the beneficiaries of special consideration? Sure, of course. Yeah. Of course. Do, it's a business at course. the end of the day. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the thing that you I'm, I'm it, failing Kathy. to understand <laughs> is my, my biggest response to this is I don't really understand why, why Blake continues to like call this stuff out because it's not the first time he has done this. I understand he has some frustrations with uh the show but i i just don't really under i mean i assume he's doing it for clickbait or you know he's he mm -hmm. always gets he not always gets podcast. attention not the podcast yeah. his for his i think he said it on That's a his, nice did he say it on instagram or his podcast this was or? on his instagram story okay. and then he he does always get press when he, he does then continued it because game of roses um which is not one of the official podcasts but a bachelor podcast um posted on instagram and then he decided to comment on Game of Roses post that Natasha was, quote, given a rose by production. To which I'm like, yeah, we all saw that. So I don't know. Natasha responded because she's now been dragged into this by yes. name of someone, you know, who's worked with the franchise and apparently got preferential treatment. So then Natasha took to her own Instagram stories and said, I do not agree with what Blake said because my situation specifically, and yes, I am sensitive about it because it happened to me. So by saying that I'm going to get a good edit because I have a podcast clickbait, you could get a bad edit if you mess with me and to be careful of me, you're basically villainizing me because I have a podcast instead of holding the toxic people accountable. That's where I have a problem. No, if you're taking what Blake is saying and you're rallying behind it, you're basically excusing toxic behavior. I was not toxic on the beach. Joe was not toxic in his relationship on the beach. Becca wasn't toxic in her relationship on the beach. I'm not trying to speak for them. I'm trying to speak about my situation specifically. But if you're going to warn someone about someone, why not warn them about the toxic behaviors that people can have? Oh, because you yourself had toxic behavior on the beach when you were there. Ooh. I got a question for you, Kathy. <laughs> yeah. 
what is your lasting impression of Blake from his time on Paradise? Um, I mean, if I could sum it up in three yeah, words. Just like what you think the average audience thinks of Blake. Stagecoach, stagecoach, stagecoach. I don't yeah, know. I mean, sure. like, he's... I don't have anything really ill to say against him. I feel like he was very young and maybe hadn't developed a full emotional intelligence at the point that he went into this situation. Um, like we've talked about on past episodes, uh, he had a very great edit leaving The Bachelorette mm, and yeah, then yeah. went into Paradise thinking that that would carry over. Yep. Yeah. And there were things that weren't filmed in between those two shows that made him not just come off really bad, but were really bad. Yeah. My lasting impression, and what I think is generally like Bachelor Nations, the people who watched his Paradise season a few years ago, is that he's a fuckboy. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. You know, I guess if you have a problem with fuckboys, but a lot of people are fuckboys these days. It's just a general term. And to your point, like, yes, he, he, he got what I referred and have told him that he got the Ben Higgins edit and he had no problem with the Ben Higgins edit. Mm -hmm. In fact, he capitalized on the Ben Higgins edit. I've seen the man in, in action. It's, you know, and that good for him. He wanted to go and enjoy his, his fame that he got and he, the man had a lot of sex. Good for him. But he came down and went on the beach and he wanted to he wanted everyone he, when he got back on the beach it was like nope I'm back in I'm, I'm, bet, I'm Ben Higgins again um, I'm coming down and I'm going to be the star of the beach and I'm going to be the you know sweet and thoughtful guy and he got exposed as being a fuckboy I have no doubt that Blake feels like he when he watched his season he saw things that he said, thought to himself I didn't say it like that that's out of context I didn't say that at all mm -hmm. I, that's not fair and I feel like it he felt misrepresented. I have, I, I'm sure that happened. But he is focused on that aspect and he refuses to take any accountability for his overall persona that he now has. And to Natasha's point, again, do I think uh, Bachelor people who work for that podcast are the beneficiaries of some favoritism? I, I'm sure they are. But make one thing clear, that Everyone who goes on that show, is a, as far as the show is concerned, is expendable and replaceable. Like, they've been on the air for, I don't know, 20-some years. And before social media came out, we, we were all. It was just, just bring them on, 60 new people every year. They mm -hmm. come, they go, short shelf lives. And, and social media has allowed us to, ex some of us, to extend that, use the platforms we get from the show, and make our own thing. Yeah. Right. And so, Which is also what he's doing as well with DJing. Exactly. So the, the guy's having some success DJing. So I and wasn't why not he focus on wasn't that? he also part of one of the podcasts where he was doing their live events as well? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure he's done some stuff okay. with them. I'm not entirely sure. Here's what I don't get: as far as not just Blake in general, but I feel like everyone who goes on this show at some point or another, and you've met a lot of us, mm -hmm. has suffered from main character syndrome. We all have. I'm sure I've been there, mm -hmm. right? Everyone who goes on reality TV does, right? It's something everyone on the, in the franchise experiences, especially people who aren't the leads, especially mm -hmm. people who you know have a little bit of time. Everyone who goes on the show gets a following, right? Yeah. And everyone who has a following has fans. 
And they're all up there in their comments being like, you're the best. You should have been the lead. You should have been the bachelor. You should have been the bachelorette. And it's so easy for them to believe. And when things don't go the way they want, so many of them will just like decide to, you know, never look at what they did or humble themselves to realize there's 60 new cast members every year. And it's just like, I don't really get it. Also to Natasha's point, Natasha got done with Paradise. Natalie and I ran into her in New York. And I remember running into her and I asked like, hey, so how'd it go? And she was, I, she was like mortified. She was like, it, it did not go well. It, she was really worried. I'm like, really? Like what? You, you want to tell me about it? And she essentially explained what happened, which is she felt a ton of embarrassment, a lot of shame and foolishness around the fact that she felt played by Brandon and how she really liked him. And she was worried that she was going to look dumb and she was worried that she was going to look like a fool. And I kind of laughed at her and I was like, Natasha, uh, if what you're telling me is true, not only do you have nothing to worry about, you are going to be the star. Yeah. And advice I often give people who come to me and ask for advice I will tell them, you know, one thing to consider is when you're filming the show, if you're in like some sort of disagreement or if you feel right, if you feel correct, if you feel like you're 100% right, you're fucked. Mm. And if you feel foolish, you're in good shape. Yeah. Because this show is about exposing your vulnerability and all the people who are sure of themselves and confident, you have no idea how it's going to be edited. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Natasha was sincerely upset. And to, to that point, it's like, do they get some special favoritism? Probably, yeah. right? But like, they're all expendable. They have replaced people on these podcasts already. Oh, and all the if time. someone were to go down who works for these podcasts and act a fool and do what, say, Blake did on his season or Brandon did on his season, they would show that. They wouldn't protect that person. Yeah. What they, that show, like, the, you really think. The people, first of all, the people who edit that show have nothing to do with the podcast. They don't give a fuck about the podcast. And do you really think the franchise is going to like change a compelling storyline just because of their podcast they started a couple years ago? No, they would just get rid of that person. It's kind of absurd. Did Natasha working for this podcast have anything to do with what Brandon did to, to Natasha whispering to Piper and saying all the things about how he was playing her and using her? And all these things that we, you know, saw and made us think, Brandon's just a fuckboy. And do you know why they probably gave Natasha Rose? It's not because she worked on a podcast, because these producers have a job and they're trying to tell a story. They are mm-hmm. trying to make a good TV show. And they're also trying to have people find love. Mm-hmm. And if they can do both, great. And yeah, they probably brought her to Rose because you know what Natasha was? A compelling storyline. She was in a relatable character to a situation that many people who are watching The Bachelor were going to relate to. Someone who felt like they were getting used by a fuckboy. It would be completely different if there was some sort of monetary prize at the end of this entire experience or, you know, some some more, I don't know, um, something to win. But there wasn't. It was you know, like they choose any single lead of the Bachelor or Bachelorette franchise. They just wanted to keep her on because the audience liked her. Yeah, she's a she's a compelling, it, good, she's a star. 
Life can be overwhelming. Sometimes we feel fatigued. We have lack of motivation and we feel helplessness. And maybe that's just because we have too much going on and we're, we're not getting it out or, or not talking to people to make sure our mental health is as strong as it can be. And that's where better help comes in. BetterHelp, we've talked about them a lot. Uh, they are changing the game when it comes to normalizing therapy for any and all people, for any and all reasons. So whether you're just generally feeling overwhelmed, maybe you have a relationship problem, financial problem, a problem at work, and it's just consuming you and, and uh, taking out a lot of your energy, think of BetterHelp, which is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't even have to see anyone on camera. You can actually just talk to them without uh, sharing your screen. The best part is, is like you get the therapy that you require. You can uh, trade therapists. You can try out a, a few before you find a good match. That's what also is nice about that. With, with BetterHelp, you can, you know, honestly take a, a few minute quiz. You take an assessment of your problems. They assign you to someone. And honestly, it's just like, I, I, I want to try someone else. And bam, they have someone else ready to go. Vile file listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash vile files. That's betterhelp.com slash vile files. Catalina Crunch, hey, if you love cereal like I do and you want to keep enjoying it without having it be a time where you consume a ton of sugar, try Catalina Crunch because it has great taste and zero sugar. It's low carb and high in protein. What more could you ask for? What more for? could you ask for? I forgot how good cereal was until I was babysitting Jeff and you're a big cereal guy mm. and you had an entire cabinet of it. And I was like, what is this Catalina Crunch? And it it really hit the spot. Really hit the spot. Again, and you don't feel like well, lethargic or bloated because of all that sugar intake that you would normally get from sugar, which most cereals, I don't even like, even the ones that aren't considered sugar cereals are loaded with a bunch of things that aren't super good for you. Best thing about Catalina Crunch is they got eight crave-worthy flavors to choose from. Cinnamon toast, dark chocolate, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate banana, honey graham, fruity maple waffle, and mint chocolate. My, I'm a dark chocolate guy, so uh, it's, that's my favorite. You don't have to give up your cereal if you uh, if that's something you enjoy. And you can do it without having a bunch of sugar or carbs. And they don't just have cereal, they have snacks and cookies as well. Just go to CatalinaCrunch.com slash V-I-A-L-L for 15% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's CatalinaCrunch.com slash V-I-A-L-L. C-A-T-A-L-I-N-A crunch.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Not sure which flavor to start with? Try a variety pack and check out their delicious cookies and snack mixes while you're at it. Again, that's CatalinaCrunch.com slash V-I-A-L-L for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. I was just going to say, there are, are two people uh, generally in this world uh, when things don't go their way. Yeah. There are people who just try to look how it's not their fault. Yeah. And then there are people that even if it's even if there's things that they felt like they were wrong by, all they will do is try to look at how could have I what could I have I done differently? Mm -hmm. Even if it, even if I felt fucked over, even if I was fucked over, how can I look at the situation and this maybe next time in a similar situation approach it differently so that I can learn? And I hate it too, because like the producers, you know, they do things that piss you off. And I'm not someone who's been the beneficiary of like great edits the whole time in fact <laughs> most of the time it's been quite the opposite i have my frustrations with the yeah. show i really do and and every time they ask me to do something there's always this like i'm always like ask them a bunch of questions and 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 checking in to make sure like i don't know you know i'm not sure if i totally you know i'm on board with what you guys want to do i don't know if i like i don't have unconditional trust with them yeah i but i make these choices and and again when things didn't go my way 
Did I get frustrated with them? Sure. Did behind closed door vents, but I made my choices. I accepted them. And then I just tried to figure out what I could learn from. It's just like ridiculous that these people who have no problem reaping all the benefits, they have, you know, when they sign these contracts, they all sign it thinking, I'm never going to be the villain. I can't be the villain. There's no way I could be the villain. I feel like 90% of people think that they're going to be the next lead. That's, yeah. They <laughs> going have into the main franchise. character syndrome. It's yeah. like, I'm a star. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know. And I get it, but it's just like, it's frustrating when they constantly make excuses and start throwing their peers under the bus. And I hear all these stories. For example, I know of a person who, a couple years back, went on the show, did some shit, <clears throat> recorded. It was going to be real embarrassing for them. So what'd they do? Called the show, threatened to hurt themselves. Some serious allegations that they threw the producers with. Show took it seriously, edited it out. Next season, begged to go on the show. The show's like, no, we're not going to have you on the show. It's a liability at that point. That person started like screenshotting like fan responses of you know, we want this person on the show and sent it to producers and told them that it said that they should reconsider because their fans want them on the show. The same person who was beside themselves yeah. and, and made threats about like, you know, serious threat. I mean, I don't know if it was serious. I just know they said it. Yeah. Got their way and then begged to come on the show. I had another person call me up one time for advice. And I always try to just give honest advice. I just try to shoot them straight. Here's what you can do. Here's what you can control. Here's what you can't control. I also try to just be honest with them about this world. And one thing I always let them know, it's just like, listen, you do have to get lucky sometimes. Like, mm -hmm. there's, it's so competitive. And I said to them, you know, yeah, I've done this and I've done that. But just remember, like, I did get lucky too. And I only say that as like, uh, you know, just you had a job before this. You can... You can benefit, you can do both. Like maybe you don't have to like, I'm not telling you to do, I'm not telling you what to do, but like don't lose yourself in this. Yeah. And I said to them, I said to them, uh, I, you know, I've been lucky too. And this person, like before I finish, like laughs and goes, fuck yeah, you did. And it was just like so obvious to me in that moment that that's all they heard. That was their takeaway of the conversation. Yeah. Was that like, I got lucky because they, they didn't think that, and it doesn't matter what they thought. It was just like, you could tell that this main character syndrome really yeah. affected this person. And it's just like, it just gets annoying when everyone who goes on the show f acts like they should be the star of the but show or they got fucked that over. That is a product of people going from very normal lives to being catapulted into this level of quote unquote stardom because there are hundreds of thousands of people that can recognize them on the streets or whatever that is. And it's very difficult if you haven't grown up or grown into that environment of having so many people that you don't know comment on your life, whether that's good or bad. And the, the negative, if you read into any of them, the negative will be super negative and like make you question your entire existence. And the positive will really go to your head. Yeah. Many of my peers will talk about like, like it, this is supposed to be a, a documentary or the Truman Show, and just be like, oh, well, the production gave him a rose. And it's like, it's it's it is a TV show, and yes, the show's about finding love. They would like for people to find love. Yeah, the producers, I, I, it it changed during JoJo's season of The Bachelor. Is that once like it was a shift from all the producers, they noticed that all of a sudden the whole cast was like 
they were all there for followers. They were yeah. all there for to be famous. They started like, you know, creating all this content. That's all they were talking about. And from that point forward, I think all the producers just like everyone's full of shit. We hope that people, some people, want to fall in love, but they don't take, you know, quite honestly, anyone seriously. Nor they, nor probably should they. Yeah, I remember being with a couple castmates and you. And they were fresh off of their season and talking about like talking amongst themselves about how upset they were that they only had a couple hundred thousand followers versus some of these new reality dating shows that came off of Netflix where they Mm -hmm. had millions of followers. And that being their initial response of how the season played out was like the worst thing that could have happened to them. Yeah. And honestly, it's fine that they do that, but don't act like producers are all these bad people who are like like the disingenuousness of the fake friendships goes both ways between cast and producers you know they always like oh the producers will pretend to be your friend and when they don't need you they like stop calling you it's just like you don't give a shit about them either you just want to be on their show yeah and it's like it's fine but just say that and stop acting like you are somehow like being treated why is is it supposed to be fair it's a multi-million dollar business it's a reality tv show it's that's, you know, that they all say they want to find love. None of them really give a shit about that. And now they're care- they're, they're worried about fairness. Mm-hmm. And then they throw... <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Well, speaking of JoJo season, should we switch <laughs> to some more positive yeah. news? Yeah, sure. All right. You get my clicker? <gasps> they got me! Jojo and Jordan got married six years after they got engaged, three years after he reproposed with his own ring so that it was just between them and not the show. And I believe this is their second or third wedding date because of COVID. So it's definitely been a long time coming. Um, Jojo said she picked out her dress in 2019, I believe, and always thought that because it kept getting pushed, she would find something she liked more. But this is her original dress because she said she still was in love with it. Um, so we have some first looks some photos, but something that they said before the wedding even happened was that they were each going to do a wardrobe change before the reception, which I thought was interesting because I've seen women do, you know, two dresses, something more casual or comfortable for the reception. But I was intrigued by Nick, you're a fashionista yourself. What, what (laughs) wardrobe change Jordan might've had up his sleeve, like as a guy, because I feel like the tux is such a classic look. I feel like the wardrobe change is done by the brides because like, for example, that, that dress looks like it might be a challenge to walk or dance in. in. Mm -hmm. And so like great for photos, maybe not great for dancing. And so like the weddings I've been to, it it seems like if there is a wardrobe change, the bride changes into more flexible mm-hmm. outfit mm-hmm. <laughs> so i don't know like all, all being said like yeah if, i if mean are, do those look like comfortable shoes for him maybe he like changed into some sneakers, sneakers? <laughs> listen no shame i mean i'd wear a i'd wear a like give me a different colored like suede well so that's the thing you know, I cocktail heard jacket jordan's on jordan there you go i heard that it, it had to do with a color change so that's oh, why i was okay. intrigued I, I was like maybe we got like a white jacket maybe there was like a green one of their wedding colors was like a sage green so i was like maybe like we got a green number mix it up i got so i, got, I guess we'll see I when no we get the reception yeah. photos oh but, we don't get to know well i haven't seen any cliffhanger i know <laughs> we can just imagine but they got married in a winery in california on saturday 
Good for them. Good for Congratulations. Them. Congrats. And uh, Jojo said, I am marrying my best friend, which she said she knows sounds cheesy, but it was true, which I thought was No, cute. and I think anyone who has witnessed their relationship can tell that they're genuine. Especially on her season. Like, I definitely have my doubts about him and the way, like, she talked about on the show. Because, I mean, I think throughout her season, she was like, is he just a fuckboy? Is he just, like, the type I always go for? Well, it took her six Look. years to confirm. Now they're now. I think they confirmed shortly after their season. I feel like she was also on the younger side when she was the Bachelorette. Twenty five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do we think Aaron went? That's the question. Aaron Rodgers, Jordan's I brother. I thought they were estranged. Uh, yeah, but I think you know people wondered. I don't think he went. I yeah. think he would have heard. Yeah. I think it would have, that would have been a hard. Someone day. would have snuck a photo. I feel think? like you know yeah. NFL bachelorette combined. You really it's, all it's, eyes. Uh, yeah, hard to. That kind of makes me sad, though. Like I understand I being estranged, and I, I don't I mean, get I it. Don't really understand, but is it's it, like siblings. He's a diehard Packer fan, you know. Definitely Team Aaron, but yeah. at the same time, he's a complicated fellow. I don't understand how you don't talk to your family. I, I mean, how, I I have some estrangements in my family, and it's really unfortunate. But at least I don't have to see them on TV every week. So yeah. <laughs> Yes, I don't know. Wow. I know what it's like to like be frustrated at siblings and be mad and not and and maybe take some breaks. Yeah, but like not show up at their wedding. That's a that's a tough one. Yeah. Anyway, what else we got? Well, uh, Gabby and Rachel's duo season is officially wrapped. We know that because Jesse Palmer posted that he was reunited with his dog. Um, and so there's like still these questions. Do we think it was on a cruise ship? I don't know if you saw all those things that I saw the rumors. About yeah. It. Like the, the whole season. Well, that was what people were thinking. It's maybe they did first night or maybe like first couple weeks at the mansion. Cause we did see photos of them at the mansion on night one in their dresses. But then we saw this photo of them with like a basically this blurred out blue in the background that could have been a, like a cruise ship deck. And then we saw leaked photos of hometown dates so I'm wondering, do we think that middle chunk, like for a few weeks, was aboard a ship? Maybe. I don't know. It's awesome. How do you walk someone out on a cruise ship? The plank. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good no, question. They're just secluded in one of the tiny rooms, thinking about all of the mistakes. An interior they made cabin for- well, without I mean, a light. <laughs> the reality is, no one ever goes home when they go home. They go to their hotel and sit there. Yeah. Most of, if, if, depending on when you leave in the season, you would, you know, I would also- go home the next day. But, now, 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 people really know yeah. that they don't if it is on a cruise ship because clearly, you know, they're a sea. Mm. <laughs> they go to a port, <laughs> drop them off at a nearby port. That's what port. I was thinking. Yeah. they would dock somewhere mm-hmm. and then send them off. Yeah. Sure, but I mean, at some point, they're going to have like an unceremonious goodbye that's like in the middle of a date, right? Where in other seasons you'd have a car just like randomly show up. Yeah, it's one of those lifeboats. <laughs> it's a little one. <laughs> Going oh, off, that, them that's, off on their that's way. what they'll do. That's they'll hilarious. like make them like get in. No, that's what they'll do. It'll be some <laughs> sort of like you know helicopter or some crazy shit that they like, don't get the helicopter. They get the inflatable life raft. Yeah. Someone <laughs> will get sent off on a raft, and it, it'll make it seem like they're like you know uh, and cast Tom Hanks and cast yeah. away mm-hmm. and have like a, a Wilson yeah next to them. Uh-huh. We'll see. We'll see if they're still friends. Yeah, Gabby. We saw that one photo of them looking very passionate. In a moment. So we'll see if that yeah. is a good passion or a, bad passion. Just a still. Have they followed each other yet? And we still know nothing about formatting. Uh, I was told, I think I mentioned this, that they're both going to have their, like their own seasons. Like I, my understanding is like after night one, like they'll get to pick their guys and those are the guys that they will date. 
it won't be a lot of crossover. But that's just what I heard. I don't know how much. And like knowing them, they think they can change things very quickly. Yeah. Do you think we'll get more episodes then? Because if we're having that many dates and if it still follows the same format, but with two at a time, or we'll just get less in-depth dates. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. I don't know. They'll, 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 they'll both be screwed over for time. That's yeah. the downside of having two bachelorettes. Uh, let's get to the uh, Julia Fox tweet. So we've been covering, obviously, the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. Uh, which they took a, a week off. And I hope for the people listening that uh, what we're trying to do on this show is just try to be a, as objective as possible uh, and have experts in to give, you know, expert opinions, even though we will have multiple experts who might even also have a difference of opinion. And, uh, it, and, and listen, we're dealing with like A-list celebrities. There's fandom. And listen, if you're a fan of these people, I, I get it. Uh, well, I don't get it, but like to each their own. Yeah. Uh, and we're not trying to partake in the fandom of it all because uh, that can lose objectivity. And this is still, while fascinating, a very sensitive topic that's covering domestic abuse. And Julia Fox had a comment that I thought was... She does not agree with uh, how you feel on the situation. Concerning. Um, you know, we want to... You know, we have a lot of empathy on this show for anyone who's ever... Or who are, is a, a domestic violence survivor or who's currently going through it. And we have a ton of empathy uh, for anyone who might be uh, watching this trial closely with some fear of what it might mean that people aren't believing Amber Heard and, and what that might be mean for people to believe them. Totally understand, because mm -hmm. that is a justifiable fear that I think a lot of people have. That being said, I, I feel like comments like these, I don't know if that's where this is coming from from julia fox but like it is a wild statement you want to go ahead and read it for a, yeah for so julia fox commented on this post regarding the trial and you know amber heard and julia fox said she referring to amber never had the power in the relationship to be abusive to him did she hit him yes was it abuse no you need to have the power to be abusive she was 25 he clearly was always way more powerful, including physically and financially. So I found this interesting. Nick sent this. And it was interesting to me that she she doesn't negate the fact that Amber hit Johnny. She's not negating the fact that there was violence. She's saying there's a difference between hitting and abuse. And it can only be abuse if someone has the power. And because she was younger and didn't have as much money, she did not have the power. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so Am many interpreting that right? problematic things with yeah. this, this comment. I mean, for one, it's like, it's like she watched a TikTok about someone talking about a power dynamic in a relationship. And then the TikTok, they referenced finances and maybe an age gap to be examples mm -hmm. that could play a role into a power dynamic. But I hope we are all aware that like, when it comes to like a power dynamic in a relationship, there could be literally hundreds of reasons of why someone might have power in a relationship. That power can drastically change and shift over time. Uh, your mental health, mm -hmm. uh, intelligence can play a role. Uh, maybe someone's suffering from addiction mm -hmm. uh, and they are struggling to overcome that. And that person who's maybe healthy and not could have a significant power over them. But just as like decide that like, no matter what, like these, these black and white statements, like as if, if, you're, if you happen to be older or if you happen to have more money, 
And therefore, you immediately have power in the relationship. And therefore, apparently, according to her, to your point, can't abuse someone regardless if you're hitting them. I mean, like, what the fuck? Imagine you're reading this. And let's say you're in an abusive relationship and you're feeling like you're being abused and you're older than your partner. And maybe you have more money than your partner. Are, are you supposed to read this and think, oh, well, I guess... I'm not being abused. I'm not being abused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's the hard part, too. It's like making these blanket statements is always dangerous. And then you add in the blue check mark and the following and the notoriety that she has. And it's like, oh, no, you, you, you realize like you have a platform, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. it's dangerous to throw stuff up there. And also, I want to flag like there's... I think she meant to say to be abusive, but it's like abuse it... Space yeah, there's, period. A, there's like, a typo there. There's a typo, which, I mean, happens to all of us, but it makes me think this wasn't... Like, like she was on her way through. to spin class yeah. and she decided to like, like, throw this out wasn't, this comment? This wasn't like in her notes app being like edited to perfection. It strikes me as maybe just like in the moment. But that's the thing. It's just like in, in the like a lot of people agreed with it. I mean, a lot of people saw it and, and thought to themselves, this is insane. But there are a lot of people who got behind this and that, that's incredibly well, yeah. dangerous i mean i guess the people there's 677 likes to the person who agreed with it and 51 likes to julia fox who negated it so no i understand least, yeah. that but there, there still were plenty yeah. there there was an article about it saying how the internet is torn between mm. her comment i mean and there's plenty of people and like who are agreeing with it. and again i get that there's a fear out there of what it might mean to the people who are being abused if most people don't believe Amber. And I, I, I recognize that fear and that's a real fear. But that this isn't it as far as like a response mm-hmm. uh, of, yeah, talking about power dynamics and how it relates to abuse. Yeah. I mean, so many crazy, so many wrong things about this this comment. I don't yeah. know. I just- And she's like, thanks, I did it myself. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I feel like we have learned, the one thing that we have learned is consistent with Julia Fox as she says things uh for attention sometimes and mm. i i hope I that hope this that is this not what it. that yeah. was uh, i hope that that was not the intent and it was merely forgetting that she has this level of a platform and she's putting in her two cents but i don't know yeah um but yeah it's uh it's it's wild again it's 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 far more nuanced and complicated than than this simply being like who's got the power in this relationship again yeah. power can shift drastically at any moment it can change because someone's feeling insecure i mean i understand mm-hmm. like on a higher level yes if you know if if someone with wealth and money can certainly abuse their power i mean i get what she's saying in the sense that like if you have power you can choose to abuse it but that doesn't mean if you don't have power, you can't be an abuser in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge distinct, distinction between those two things. And I, it's a, it was really disappointing for someone like in her position think, to put that out. Uh, yeah. And I think it's kind of like using both of those examples of like age. And I think especially finance to like a woman who is in, has a lot of financial means, I think kind of dilutes that point because like, I don't think it's, and that's not to say it's not a role here, but like, I think most of the time when you're thinking about the way like financial abuse could exist, you're thinking about women who are like in situations where they have like very little financial freedom or like capabilities. And I think we need to be like, she'd be out on the street, right? Like, yeah. yeah. And I think we need to be like really mindful of like, 
yes, there's in some ways that this trial, like we can take concepts from it and apply it to our own relationships, but there's a lot of ways in which like these people are existing in a sphere that is like totally different from ours with like resources that is totally, that are totally different from ours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Before we get to our texting office hours, I do want to say one thing because we, we do want as much as we can to get the information correct. We did critique Amber comment about uh, having never played the guitar and then talked about a photograph of her playing guitar. I, I saw something again. I don't know if this was true, but I'm only saying that we, maybe we don't know that that might've been a scene of her from a movie. Got it. So we just want to be careful that we're not spreading information, uh, misinformation mm-hmm. about either Amber or Johnny. And so who knows, but we'll get into it more next <laughs> week when we have, a, 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 I think we're going to have a lawyer on to talk about it. And there will certainly be a lot more testimony that's out already. She's being cross-examined about, I think today it was, uh, did she actually donate it or did she pledge to donate it? And the, uh, you know, who believes who and things like that. All right. Well, let's uh, get to our texting office hour, shall we? How's it going? Hello. What's your name? Um, My name is Jessica and I'm 23. How can we help Jessica? Um, so, okay. I've kind of been in this weird limbo with this guy and he's part of my friend group now. And I'm just trying to figure out like how I'm supposed to be communicating with him after we've been talking to each other recently. So a little bit of backstory. I met him, um, like two years ago, my last two years of college. And basically he was like my friend and I really liked him. And I was like, I kind of manifested him a little bit. I was like, okay, I don't know this guy, but he's really cute. So I'm going to keep him into like my friend group and stuff like that. And basically, um, after college, I moved to LA and we got closer. And then I started talking to him a little bit more, keeping in touch after I moved to LA. And just recently, like two weeks ago, I kind of dropped the ball on him and told him that I liked him over Snapchat. So, okay. And what'd you say? Um, so I said, we were already kind of having a conversation and I kind of just threw it in there and I was like, okay, so also, um, I do really kind of like you. Um, I feel like this is something you should know. And I feel like this is probably a good thing for me, um, to get this off my chest if it wasn't obvious already. And I just want to let you know that. Cause I feel like that's fair for you to know as well. Yeah. We love that you put it out there. Good for you. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Okay. What yeah, you- I'm usually never one to initiate. Like that was probably the first time in my life that I had ever initiated anything of that sense ever. But I was just kind of like, it's been a while. Like I know all my friends know. And after them kind of like poking and prodding me, I was like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. And, so. and what did he say? So he was like, he messaged me and he said, hey, thank you so much for telling me this. I really do appreciate it. Um, I really do like you and I find you attractive in a lot of ways. Um, I am just obviously getting out of a really long relationship. He was in a six-year relationship with his ex and we're 23. So He's 23 as well. Yeah, yeah. We're the same age. So it was kind of like he also, he continued and he was like, and I have been in a relationship that I just got out of for a really long time and I'm still super fucked up about that. Um, But I don't with who do you know? Um, yeah, she broke up with him. Mm. Okay, so, <laughs> so this is like a quarter of his life. And right. I think the fucked up wasn't a, like an excuse. Like, it's believable. No, I mean, I've never been in a six-year relationship, but I've had, you know, serious relationships that took many, many months to get over. Yeah. 
And especially mm-hmm. if he's someone that's in your friend group and has any modicum of success or uh, respect for you, uh, he's not going to just jump into something else without right. dealing it- with his stuff. Yeah. And he was kind of like, I mean, I kind of brought him into my friend group, like just, it's really recent. So he's kind of getting to know everyone in my friend group. And he wasn't in it before. I had only known him through school. He didn't know me outside of school. Um, So that's all really new. And I feel like that's another element to it is I don't know if he wants to like risk the friendship that he now has with everybody because him and his ex had shared their friends and he doesn't have those guys anymore and stuff like that. And then basically, like, he just kept saying, he was like, I don't want you to see this as a rejection, but um, because I do really like you, I just don't want to, like, hurt you right now because I'm still in this headspace, but I do want to still keep hanging out with you. So So what is, what is your specific, like, what, what response or text are you, like, needing help with in terms of how to respond? Like, what's your question around, are you looking to, like, what are you, it sounds like you got an answer and you're thinking about potentially reaching out again or what? Yeah. So I, I had said like, well, thank you for like being honest with me. I really do appreciate that. And I'm obviously here if you still need to talk to me. And I kind of feel like I regret that because I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have like given him the control, I guess like that. Um, but I also was like, well, I can't leave him like on red right now. Cause this is like two weeks ago. Um, so basically I wanted to think if I could message him again about kind of I don't know, more of a solution because we're in this weird limbo now where I see him like one or two times a week. Okay. And so I'm kind of just like, I'm seeing him all the time. We haven't really talked about anything since then. We're just kind of hanging out, going to the clubs with our friends, but we still kind of know something and we're not doing anything about it. So I didn't know if I should kind of throw the ball back out there or not. I think you're in an amazing position mm-hmm. right now. Okay. Uh, you have, I have thoughts. Do you have thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I really like how he communicated back to you. I think that, uh, you know, you also saying that you're still there for him is great because a lot of great relationships are built off of friendship first. I think that this is an incredible opportunity for you guys to get to know each other even further on this level and see if you would vibe in that way. And it sounds like he was being very respectful in needing to heal from a six-year relationship where he was broken up in that situation. Um, and and you showed a level of respect in return. So you can be there for him. Um, but yeah. In my head, I was thinking like, oh, like where's the mystery of it all? Like, you know, like two people kind of start liking each other and you're like kind of slow burn. But I feel like I see him too much that like the mystery is kind of dying out a little bit. I'm like, how do I make him like miss me or how do I miss him or something like that or make him want to see me more if he doesn't have to work for it because he's seeing me like two times a week so I think you're in an amazing position but it's very like important that like you're you're in a position that many people find themselves in and there's and there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it most people do it the wrong way yeah what you definitely (laughs) should not do is you should not try to hang out with him one-on-one or think to yourself, I'll just show him what it's like to be his girlfriend and and do boyfriend and girlfriend type stuff and go on dates and walks and hang out and shop and like make yourself available in the hopes that he will one day see you and wake up and go, oh my God, like I should be with you. Definitely don't do that. But the reason why okay. I think you have such a unique 
you're in an amazing position that most people don't find themselves in because most people in your situation like a guy that they're not part of this friend group with. So they feel like they have to do what I just said don't do because like they don't have any other options and that's how they feel, right? But you, you're, you, he gets to see you all the time, right? So what I think you should do is just be yourself. You should go out with him and you can flirt with him, but flirt with other people and go out there and live your life and let him see you be this attractive, desirable person to a bunch of other people, right? And yeah, flirt with him, flirt back, have that build that sexual chemistry between him, but never allow him to like get access to like what it's like to be your girlfriend without being your your girlfriend, right. his girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, yeah. I, I definitely don't think you should do that. Now, eventually you might get to a situation, you're out at the club, you guys get a little drunk, and you're feeling it. Listen, it, and I'm not saying don't hook up, you know, you like technically that would be the best way not to go about it. But like, hey, seize the moment. <laughs> right. And I told him, I, I mean, I, I guess we've talked about it because we're in like general. I was like, I have no problem just like hooking up. I didn't tell him that, but like I told my friends that like that is not something that I have an issue with. Like, but I don't know. No, I see. That's weird. No, I don't think you should tell him that, right? I don't think you right. should propose that to him and make that an option for him to consider, right? Because that will just be like, oh, great. I mean, free sex and she, we can hang yeah. out. Like, I definitely don't need to stop hanging out with other people. I'm just saying, like, if you happen to go out and there's a moment and it's it feels like, you know, YOLO, organic, go for it. But if it does happen, if you do hook up, another important, like, you know, moment is don't like see that as an opportunity to be like, so what are we? What's going on? Is this something? You know, you can check in again and tell them exactly how you're feeling in that moment. This was great. I really liked it. Still like you. I'm still open to it, but we can't do this again, you know, but right. like you're giving him basically a sample. You're giving him a test drive, so to speak. Right. <laughs> And what if people, you're going to give him a trial, make sure he puts the credit card in. Like you right. have to be ready to charge him. Yeah. Oh my God. But a lot of people, like if you test drive a car, and again, not comparing you to a car, but we're going to use an analogy. <laughs> if you're going to test drive a car, what do people do? They go to the car lot and someone's like, hey, can I test drive this car? And you, they drive it around the block. Maybe they let them have it for an entire day, maybe a weekend. But after that, you have to give the car back. And if you come back in a week, they're not really, they're, you can't, they're going to be like, no, you, you got to buy the car. If you want the car, right. you got to buy the car. And what a lot of people in your position do is they let them just test drive it for forever, mm -hmm. for weeks, months, years sometimes without ever, they're just like, yeah, no, I'll, I'm still thinking about buying it, but <laughs> can I keep driving? They'll put 50,000 miles on the car and, and never want to, never want to buy. So right. if, if you can see. So I'm, he can like rent it. Yeah. I wouldn't even say rent it. He can test drive it once or twice. If, if, okay. if you decide, if there's a moment where, again, organic, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't ever do like a Netflix and chill. I would never go on a date with him. I would never even hang out with him one-on-one. -on -one. I would set that boundary for yourself. I would hang out with him in a group uh, and, and be flirty and be fun. I would keep dating other people. I would definitely flirt with a bunch of dudes around him for sure. Not, I wouldn't do it. Not, not out of jealousy no. or spite. I would do it if it's organic, organic. as well. Yeah, yeah, just be open to it. This you see yourself as incredibly single. And when you're hanging out with him, I definitely wouldn't just like, don't give him much of attention. If he talks, you talk back. To, to Kathy's point, just try as much as you can. Just treat him like the friend that mm -hmm. he is. 
and reserve the desire to hang out with him more for something that he's going to have to like show you that he wants to do. Yeah. You put yourself out there. He's not ready. That's fine. That was a valid excuse, right? So if he wants to like have more of you, he's just going to have to be ready for it. And, and so now if he does like say, hey, you know, this is great, then you have an opportunity now to be like, hey, just want to make sure you're ready, you know, because I know you went through a lot, you know, and that way you're never like making it seem like you're waiting around for him or that he can have some of you and not all of you, right? And so you're, you're in total control here if you want. Like you have all the power if you want. It's just a matter of are you going to keep it or you're going to give it yeah. away. I feel like he, like in my head, I'm thinking, okay, he's the one in control because I'm kind of the one not not wanting to wait on him, but I am the one waiting on him. You know what I mean? Like kind of like the balls in his court kind of thing. So I feel like I'm losing that a little. No, I think that you shift that mentality of people tell you exactly who they are up front. He told you that he is fucked up right now. Do you want to date someone that's fucked up? No. no. You want to date someone who's ready. So you wait until he's ready and you say, you know what? I really like you. I like a lot of qualities that you have. I think that we could potentially be great together, but I don't want to date someone who's not ready for that. I want someone who's who's fully healed and, and ready for a serious relationship because that's what I want. Also, I also think huge that he went out of his way to like include the line of like this please don't take this as me rejecting you mm -hmm. because like you never want to reject someone more than once so if he had wanted to like close the door on that like he never would have like set himself up or made it ambiguous in that way like quite the opposite like he went out of his way to make sure that you knew that this was like he was vibing he was feeling it so even though it's like scary to be the one who put themselves out there like I think it's also cool to remember that like he totally clocked that and wanted to make sure that you got the right idea from his response Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get that for sure. Also to Kathy's point is that while you hang out with them in a group setting, because we're not hanging out with them one-on-one, -on -one, uh, you get to observe him and you get to watch him and you get to know him better. This is advice I gave to Allie a couple of weeks ago when she was excited to get a second date with someone and, and, and she was like, oh, I like him. I'm like, yeah, but you still have a lot to get to know. And then she got the second date. And I said, just remember everything he does and doesn't do and things that he show you is you getting to know him. The point is, is that you might like continue to hang out with him and realize that maybe you don't like him anymore. Mm -hmm. He might reveal himself to be someone that like you can still be friends with, but maybe you won't see him in the way that you see him now. Just be open to all possibilities. You know, right. like so many people in your position will just tell themselves, I like you. And, th and then... Because you will decide, you, you know, you'll feel rejected by the fact that he didn't accept your proposal to have something more, then you will stop observing him. You'll stop looking at him. You will stop considering how he treats other people. And you'll just be like, I just, I need, I need to get them to like me. And that will be your only focus. So That's don't, an ego don't thing. do that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I honestly feel like I'm, I have to work on this myself. Like I know this is a me thing, but I tend to, especially the last couple of times we've hung out after telling him everything have kind of been not ignoring him, but kind of just like, oh, like I'm, I don't want you to always be thinking about this and I don't want to always be thinking about this. So like, I'm not going to dance with you at the club and I'm going to like dance with somebody else. But then I feel like I'm being now like mean and I'm like shutting myself off which I shouldn't be doing you like them so it's going to be tough to try to figure out am I playing hard to get or am I being like that's yeah. a challenge because you do like him but as much as you can just try to be present enjoy the moment and like Kathy said have it be organic if you're doing something to get a reaction from him don't do it but if there is a guy who you like 
or you think is cute or you think is fun or who just asks you to dance, say yes to all those things, yeah. right? Don't be right. afraid to do those things out of fear he's going to get mad or won't like you or anything like so many people in your position would do. So like kind of do the opposite of all, all, the, all of our instincts tell us the wrong things. Well, I don't want him to think that yeah. I don't like him. So you're I'm, overthinking everything. Yeah, you're everything. So, you're gonna... so I'm just going to sit there and I'll focus all my attention on him. And then he just gets annoyed. So just, yeah. just have fun, enjoy your friends, flirt with him, build that sexual tension. I would also say that is counterintuitive and a very human instinct is when we think that someone doesn't like us, when we feel we could potentially be hurt by someone, we shy away from them instead of being normal around them. And I think that what you what you want to do is be in front of him all the time. You want to spend more time with him. So I think that don't shy away. Try to, you know, while you are in group environments, get to know him more be next to him, maybe give him a compliment and then go and talk to someone else, yeah. whatever that is. But be be bold like you were in the initial message of saying that you liked him and then continue to be you of, of you know, tell him the traits that you do like about him or like, hey, you look really I really like that T-shirt or whatever that is, because people are naturally inclined to be around people that make them feel good. Yeah. And there's nothing more okay. attractive than knowing someone like put themselves out there, especially like to you, whoever you is, mm -hmm. and then get rejected, quote unquote, and seem fine and unbothered by it. Like he knows he turned you down, right? And to see you out with friends, having fun and being cool with him and being kind of indifferent, like it, it will look attractive to him no, without question. Mm -hmm. I honestly think in your situation, it'd be kind of cool, if, again, if you still like him, to just in the nicest possible way say, hey, I still, I'm still into you. I still like you. And I only hang out with people one-on-one -on -one that I like in these situations. And meanwhile, you're going to be, because we trust you, super chill and super fun <laughs> with him in group settings. So like, you're going to like, you're going to like confuse him in the best possible way because you're going to be so chill and cool about it. Right. But right. like, you're going to hit him with this boundary, but like, oh no, no, don't confuse my cool chillness with like me like not respecting the boundary I'm going to set. I just don't do that with, with guys. And just, you know, I still like you. I'm still going to put myself out there. I know you're not ready. It's cool. But my feelings and my interest hasn't changed in you. And just, you can hit them with a compliment. So you're turning them down by letting them know that you're still into them. But yeah, I, yeah. Am I cool? Am I still dating other people? Sure. I can do that because I know I'm going to be fine either way. Yeah. Right now it's about just showing him that you're fine and you're uh, desired by a lot of people and you can be cool and chill and fun and then show them, you know, how cool you are to hang out with in a group setting because now he can see you and get to know you more. And as he heals, continue to see you is a, a great option if he wants to, you know, be in a relationship and, and do that. And again, you still be open to the possibility that and you're going to get to know him. He's going to get to know you. What a great opportunity to do that without any stakes, so to speak. Wait, just quickly to clarify, just to, because like, you know, obviously we have like the, don't be the cool chick rhetoric of like mm -hmm. chill girl. Cause I think some people interpret chill in kind of like a negative way, but like, I know Nick, you mean it like differently. Like you mean it in more like, what can like, can you elaborate on like what you mean by like being chill in I, this scenario? I mean, yeah, I, I don't mean, well, people, I think to your point, uh, confuse chill with agreeable and available. Mm -mm. Like I'm, not, I'm clearly not telling you to do that. Right. Yeah, chill yeah. and the that you are fine being disappointed 
You're like, you're going to be okay. You're not going to act weird around him. You're not going to avoid him. You're not going to throw things in his face. You're, you're going to state your boundaries. Yeah, you're going to just state your boundary and and be like, okay, and then keep hanging out with him. And you can f- and do all the things a single person would do because you're still single yeah. with right. him or with other guys. I kind of like, and this might be an outdated analogy, but... Uh, you remember those old timey movies where the woman would like throw the handkerchief and the guy would come up and pick it up. You threw the handkerchief out and now it is his turn to pick it up. Mm -hmm. So he knows that you like him. And I think that that is out there. You continue hanging out as you did before. And I mean, this is almost a cliche at this point, but if someone wants to date you, you will know. Yeah. If he is ready to date you, you will know when he is ready. And to keep using Kathy's analogy, what you don't want to do is like go pick up that handkerchief and like throw it in his face (laughs) again and then put a little closer and be like, no, no, it's still there. You know, we're like, like, hey, did you see that handkerchief? It's it's right by your foot. That one, yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah, you want to pick it back up, put it in your pocket, and make him wonder if it's still there, if you're Mm -hmm. still willing to wave it. That's what that's that's a great analogy, and that should be your frame of mind. Okay, keep him guessing. Yeah, no, this was, this is really nice because I feel like I overcomplicated this in my head and I was like, maybe it's not that complicated. Like maybe, maybe it's not that big a deal that he's in my friend group. Maybe it's not that big a deal that, I think, you know. it's, a, I think it's an amazing thing and a unique opportunity. It just a matter, okay. it just depends on how you approach it. Okay. So you don't think I should text him? Uh, I message think, him? I, I don't think you need to reach out to say anything more than has been said on a one-on-one basis. Mm-hmm. And I think if he reaches out, you can respond, especially if he reaches, you know, he's like, hey, the group's getting together. Yeah. And be like, cool. You know, um, but if he just, if he like all of a sudden you get a you up, like <laughs> definitely. Nah. Yeah. You know? Okay. All right. I'll work on that for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you guys Thanks so, much. so much. This is so helpful. No, this is great. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, we got we got one more. We got uh, uh, uh someone sent in an email. They didn't want to call in, but it's it's good. My boyfriend of a year and I broke up a week ago. We left things amicable, but I had recently found out some things within the past week that he doesn't know I know. He had been cheating on me the whole time and basically had an entire other girlfriend. I'm wanting to do no contact, but one thing is really bothering me. He still has all of our sex toys at his house. It's a basket of them that cost me around $200. I got them all for us this past Valentine's Day. I want them back because for one, I spent a lot of money on them. And for two, it makes me feel gross knowing he has them. We have used them and I don't want him using them with another girl. How do I go about asking for them back? I was going to maybe wait for him to text me first and ask then, but who knows when that might be, if at all. I'm also worried that if I do text him for them, it's going to just look like a way for me to try to see him, and I don't want to give off that vibe at all. Please help. Thanks. I mean, I think no contact rule only applies if you want to get back together with the person. I would not want to get back together with someone who cheated on me. But do you really think that it's about the sex toys? Ah, no. I, I, I agree with you. I actually. I agree with you that uh, she wants to reach out, mm-hmm. and I think 
if I found out that a partner that I was with post-mortem, post us breaking up, if I found out a couple weeks, months, whatever from then, that point, that he had been cheating on me, there are things that I would want to say. Exactly. And I think she, that's the thing. She, it sounds like she feels like she wants to like present is like, she's unbothered. She doesn't care. She Mm -hmm. doesn't want to. And to your point, listen, it's over. Yeah. It should be over. He's done. He, he's a whole different person. So if you have some things you have to get out, get it out. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's through a text or a letter or an email or face to face, however you want. Yeah. But feel free to tell them what you think. Yeah. Knowing that you're just, you're doing it to get it off your chest. As far as the sex toys go, I don't really think it's about the sex toys. No. She's like, I don't want him to use it with someone else, which I totally hear. But also, if you've just written that he was cheating on you the entire time and basically had another girlfriend, what makes her think they haven't already been used? She's like, I know that those are good sex toys. I don't want him to be happy. Kind of. But like, she could have had a toy that was like, yeah i uh i don't i i it's possible it's already been used more likely he got rid of them i doubt that you first of all he would if, have gotten rid of them i don't know but you know how i've i've had ex-girlfriends yes and and those ex-girlfriends have given me i don't know like gifts mm-hmm. i've watched and and my, I've had plenty of current girlfriends, not my current girlfriend, but at the time when I was dating a new girlfriend, they would get mad that I was wearing a watch mm. or let's say a necklace, you know? And so you're dating this guy and he mm-hmm. busts out a mm-hmm. sex toy. That's you're not, already opened. No, basket. A basket. <laughs> like he pulls out not, a basket. And you're not asking, Where's this from? Or where'd you get that? You're not curious about how why this guy has an assortment of sex toys? You know he's been using them on other people. If you don't buy them together as like a conscious, if it is not a gift. Sealed and wrapped. <laughs> there is always going to be a That's question in my mind. I don't even use bathtubs if I don't know who's been in there before. Like, that's not coming anywhere near me. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So let's, let's say, so A, I think he's not getting away with this. And if he is using it, I know she's hurting right now and it sounds gross, but she's winning. If if her oh, ex-boyfriend completely. is using their old sex toys, I would be mortified if I was this new girl. I'm just right. going to say this guy is clearly, if he had a full other relationship while he was in a relationship with her, is very deceptive. So maybe he has conned this other girl into thinking that he got these sex toys specifically for her as well. It's possible, but yes. But the bigger picture is, I don't think she needs to feel our 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 writer. Yes, she's not lo- even if it, they are currently using it. That's a win for her. That's yeah. a feather in her cap. Yeah, and you don't want those back. I don't think you'd want them back for any reason. It's just going to remind you of him, even if no one else has touched them. Could you I imagine mean, if wouldn't if, you just throw them away at that point? But then why does she need them why back? Does she need to them back now. Throw I, them away I, herself. No, I, I, I think it really comes down to she found this out. I can only imagine what she's feeling. Mm-hmm. She must be hurting and feeling foolish and vulnerable. And and the sex toys are probably the first thing that came to mind. And it's so and and she probably, to Kathy's point, wants to say something and feels like maybe she shouldn't like give him the satisfaction. And I think Kathy and I agree. Fuck his satisfaction. Who gives a shit? Yeah. If you have something to say, fucking get it off your chest and let him say it and just be done. 
like you know we 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 don't want her to like reach out and hope and and try to like salvage this very broken relationship no but like get your closure yeah speak your peace but i i wouldn't if i were her bring up the sex toys no i would mm-hmm. just take the loss hopefully the favorite toy is is still being made like hope it's not like a an exclusive, like a limited I mean, some edition, of them are expensive. like the Bronze I get City that. one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, it's two hundred dollars, and and two hundred dollars is 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 a, a good amount of money. And but I would I would assume you can buy this, and if it's something that she's just like, you know what I'm saying? If she's like, I want it back because of my works toy. I'm pretty sure. I mean, she seems very eloquent. She seems uh, adventurous. I feel like she could easily date someone else and convince them to buy one for her. One hundred percent. That's oh, a good idea. That's a good idea too. Sex toy, sugar daddy. <laughs> and I think whatever insecurity she's feeling, or fears, or ideas that she's planting in her head about this new girl, and maybe they're using it. It's like, I mean, could you imagine sloppy seconds? Yeah, that's the sloppy seconds of all seconds. <laughs> could you imagine being able to, like, your your boyfriend cheats on you? Yeah, and and you're her. Yeah, and then down the road. You, you were, were able to tell some other girl, did you know that you used our sex toys? I, I, I wouldn't. That wouldn't be you, embarrassing for me. That would be embarrassing for her. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, imagine you were the other girl. Yeah. Could you, could you imagine feeling like you just met this nice guy and you're hooking up and he has some sex toys and you found out it was some other woman was using them? No, thank you. I would feel violated. So... Yeah, I think she has nothing to worry about. I mean, that's that's her revenge. Mm-hmm. She should I, hope she should hope they're using it. That Can whole you? no contact rule though really got me though because I feel yeah. like that is specifically used when you want to get back together with someone. Yeah. Yeah. Can you like Clorox wipe a sex toy? Or are you not supposed to get Clorox near your hoo-ha? I'm sure you can disinfect it. Yeah, how do you go to a sex shop? Like they'll have like whatever care products are needed. Like the people who always work there, like vaginally safe disinfectant. Uh, I'm confident that it's not about the sex toy. It's about her just being annoyed as fuck and rightfully so. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. But when you really break it down, because the thing is, like, this isn't even like, oh, he. I found out he went off one night and had like a thing while we were together. She literally said basically an entire different girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And so even if it's a month over, whatever, it's just forget the sex toys, speak your piece. Like Kathy said, get whatever you mm-hmm. say, whatever you want. Don't bring up the sex toys because if you do, he actually, that's a, that's a win for him to yeah. like make it about something. It's really not about that. Like she would, I think lose, lose a little bit of her power in that moment to make it about something. She's not, she has all, she holds all of the cards. He's the piece of shit. He cheated on her. So don't like, don't make it about something that, you know, you can replace. Yeah. And you, mm-hmm. she can replace the sex toys. And if he happens to be using it, I think all the all the more power to her because that I would I would hate to be the other yeah. woman. Do you think she knows? We'll never know. But not 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 any of our problems. I know. Uh, yeah, she probably I don't know, who knows. And maybe not. I mean I I, I know guys who who know how to We've had callers who they have like families they didn't know about. Like, yeah, I knew a guy. I've known some situations. I know a like guy that. who like had in like in Milwaukee. He had like just two full-on girlfriends, and then a, and then a, and then a and then a side girl. I knew people that had wives and like got engaged. That's fucking wild. 
No, there's some weird, yeah. shitty guys out there. <laughs> Bringing yeah. up my trust issues. No, <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's what uh, that's what uh, our caller or writer should do. Yeah, cool, cool. Such a such a win for her. Yeah, no, she's she has to take the loss of the two hundred dollars, but have the that's it. the that's emotional it. mental win it's, yes. of that basket. There's a lot to gain here, there. and and it's a it's a cost of another two hundred dollars if she wants. And chances are, everything she bought. Probably, there's probably something in that basket she's not using. In my experience, you you guys always have one go-to. <laughs> there's always a favorite, right? There's always a favorite. So just go replace the favorite. Yeah. You really do just need one good one. Yeah. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Uh, always a, a pleasure. pleasure. You're welcome yes. back anytime. Kathy's part of the fam. Yeah, I know. It doesn't fam. even really feel like, no offense, it doesn't feel like we even have a guest. I feel like you're just part of the team. Yeah, part <laughs> of the team. Kathy. I work here Pleasant now. Yeah. <laughs> we just like walked in together. We're like, sup, girl. Sup. <laughs> Tomorrow, Josh Peck is with us. Uh, more office hours with Josh. Uh, hopefully you guys like this stuff. And uh, a little bit more about uh, Josh's life. He's got a book coming out. Josh also gives his uh, thoughts on some pop culture stuff. And you won't want to miss that. So be sure to tune in. <laughs> <laughs>